thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church, Bushland, Texas. Hey, before I jump into the uh, message, some of y'all are like, which pig are you? What, the, what in the world? What scripture reference is that? Just hang on. Don't throw anything at me. We'll unpack that in a second. I just wanted to say a big hallelujah praise to the church for an awesome Wednesday night. Um, we uh, probably had somewhere you could pick a number between 400 and 450, and you'd probably be right. We, we could not count. But had a great fall kickoff, uh, just out of room, every building, stuffed everywhere. Uh, can't hardly feed everybody anymore in the house. Had them eating in the preteen, had them eating in the youth, had them eating in the nursery, had them climbing on top of the storage building. Uh, we, we had them everywhere. And uh, the storage building part was not part of the plan, by the way. All right. Uh, but uh, we had them everywhere, and we're excited for that. Tons of families, tons of kids, and uh, that's why we're here, and we just had a great time. And I want to thank the church, many of you that set up, cooked, served, came to eat and didn't get to eat because you were trying to help somebody find the seat. Thank you, church. You did a great job. Love you for it. And a great, great time Wednesday night. Hey, uh, grab your bulletin. We are in the last little part of this living by d- uh, divine design. That is hard to say every time I get up here. All right? Living by the divine design, uh, last little part of the series on this, uh, which pig are you? And it is Labor Day weekend. We understand the fact that it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend is for all those who labor, okay? And we all labor. Nobody in here is different than the other person in that area. We all labor. We all work. We all uh, work at a job. Many of us, both husband and wife, today work. Uh, Kids are working at school. Uh, players are working in sports. There's, there's labor everywhere. So they give us a day off on Monday for Labor Day. And some of you are looking at me going, I got to work, preacher. Right, I'm sorry. See your boss on that, not me. Okay. Uh, but we labor. We're all in this together. We're all laboring. And so today I want to look at which pig are you. Okay. And you're going to see what I'm talking about in just a little bit. But I want you to go to your word. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians first. 1 Corinthians, look at chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, and go down to verse 10. 1 Corinthians 3, 10. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. Mm you got a pen or a pencil and you've got your own Bible here, you might want to get busy because you've got to have a whole lot to write. So mark that. that. That right there is, that's big stuff. But each one should be careful how he builds. This, they do not specify between your age here. doesn't specify between male and female. This just says be careful how you build, each one. Okay, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If it burns up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through flames. 
You say, well, <laughs> Labor Day, can you be nice? All right. Here's the deal. Each one should be careful how he builds. Now, I want you to go to Matthew's gospel because the Bible is very nice because you have a scripture like that, and it tells us to be careful how we build. We should lay a foundation uh, that is solid, that's a rock, okay? But then over in Matthew's gospel, in what we know is a Sermon on the Mount, so I have this fly that is just terrorizing me right now. You see it? It's just about to drive me crazy. Um, woo! Uh, so, you, so over, I'm gone. Uh, fly, knocked him out. Uh, so, so here's the deal. In the, in the Gospel of Matthews, Jesus is preaching. In 5, 6, and 7, we know the Sermon on the Mount. Some of his greatest, most meaty, I mean meat, steak, rib kind of stuff is in those Sermon on the Mount series. I want you to go to ver- chapter 7 of this. Chapter 7. And this is a warning. Okay, this is just a flat warning right here. Okay, if you have your Bible, you can write at the top, warning. You can put some blinking lights if you want to. If you can make them blink, that's cool. But just, you know what I mean, all right? But this is a warning, all right? Look at verse, uh, chapter 7, look at verse 24. Therefore, I've already told you about those therefores in the Bible, okay? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against it, beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Now here's the deal. It's Labor Day weekend. We labor, brother. We labor. The question on the floor is, what are you laboring for? How are you laboring? What are you building? What are you building with? What are you building for? Do we ever think about it? I want you to watch this quick little video. It's deep. So you got to tie your shoes tight, sit up tall. It's deep. All right? I want you to watch this, okay? And then we're going to break it down. This will help you with the pigs, okay? Time, there were three little pigs. Each one built a house to live in. The first little pig built his house out of straw because it is fluffy and no fuss. Mm, fluffy. <laughs> the second little pig built her house out of sticks because she was in a rush. I'm in such a rush. The third little pig built his house out of bricks because bricks would make a snug hut. <laughs> Bricks are such a fuss. Why struggle so much? Come have lunch with us in the mud. I'm in no rush. Then one day, the big bad wolf knocked on the door of the straw house. (laughs) Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, no, you can't come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. So he huffed, and he puffed, and he blew the house in. The first little pig ran all the way to the second little pig's house. 
but as soon as the door was shut, they heard a deep voice. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, no, you can't come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Ooh, then I'll huff, then I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. So he huffed, and he puffed, and he blew the house in. The pigs ran all the way to the third little pig's house. But as soon as the door was shut, they heard a deep voice. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, no, you can't come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Hmm. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. But the big bad wolf could not blow down the house of bricks. He grew very angry. I'm gonna come through your chimney and eat you. And with that, the wolf started down the chimney. Time for <coughs> lunch. <laughs> the big bad wolf didn't know that the three little pigs had a big pot of water boiling in the fireplace. Mmm, it smells like someone's cooking a the big bad wolf ran away, and the three little pigs lived happily ever after. Now you know that you came to church and watched nursery rhymes, amen? Hey, there's a book that says everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. That right there is a kindergarten rhyme. It's a little play that we watch. It's a book we read our kids. You know where in there you think there's any, any meat. But, my friends, I'm going to tell you, that, that, that right there lines up what, what Jesus is trying to tell us in Scripture. I mean, that's what he says. But many people are not heeding the word. They're, which pig are you this morning? I mean, can you find yourself in there? Because many people want to build their life or their house out of, you know, hay and straw. When I talk about hay and straw, I'm talking about like a job title or uh, popularity or uh, what you did in school. I mean, how many people that you meet, they're like 40 years old and they still talk about what they did in high school. It's like, dude, you probably ought to have a different story, okay, by now. I mean, I remember when I got off ready to go to college, and I talked to my coach like the week before I left, and he said, partner, here's the deal. I don't know what all you pack, but here's, let me help you with something that you don't need to pack. You don't need your letter jacket in college. I'm like, dude, you, my letter jacket, it's, you ought to see the patches. And he said, we don't need stuff like that on our campus. What he's saying is that kind of stuff does not define you here. We don't need that here. A lot of people in their life, they just build their house out of just stuff. Now, here's the deal. There is a foundation, and many of those people have a foundation that is concrete. They have been saved. They've been baptized. They know the Lord. There is a foundation that is Christ Jesus. But on a brick floor foundation, they are building with straw and hay. They're building not by the stuff that God says build with, but they're just building by just fluffy stuff. And I'm going to tell you, there's a word in Matthew. There's a warning in Matthew that says, hey, here's the weather forecast, storms. I'm going to test your house, man. 
and so he blows it down. Many build with wood. Wood's better. You go to college, you get a degree. You get a great job, you get a great family, you buy a great house. Is that all? Is that it? What happens when they lose their job? When they lose their family? When the marriage is on the rocks? When the kids rebel? Is your identity there in the wood? It's not going to hold up. He wants it out of brick. He wants it out of stone. He says nobody can lay a foundation other than what is laid by Christ Jesus. Jesus has laid in you as a born-again child of the King a foundation that you can build your house on. The question now becomes, as the contractor, what are you building with? What are you building with? You say, well, my house just, I'm not building a very strong house. Why not? Well, it's, it, it, you don't understand my job. What are you building your house with? Well, you don't understand where I live, man. It's just, I, I don't want to be there. None of us are happy. Okay. What are you building your house out of? This, this. He's not listening for all these excuses about why you're not building your house the way he said build it. He said as a born-again child of the king, I want you to build your house out of stone. Because I know the weather forecast. I know it. I know there's storms coming. I want you to go to your word. Look at Matthew's gospel. Just flip over a page. Oh, in my book, it's an over a page. Sorry. Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6, 24. Again, still in the Sermon on the Mount stuff. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And some of you are going, I know, I don't even have a lot of money. It's not even talking to me. That scripture has nothing to do with me. Okay? But see, here's the deal. I cross out money. You say, well, you're not supposed to cross out stuff in your Bible. I cross out money, and I put stuff. Because what we chase sometimes is stuff. What we want to put on our foundation is stuff. We chase stuff. And Jesus says, you can't chase stuff and me. You can't. You can't have a divided loyalty. You can't have divided worship. You can't have divided house. It's me or nothing. Chase me. You say, well, in the story, there's a big bad wolf. Who's the big bad wolf today? <laughs> it's the enemy. It's Satan. Look at his word. Let's go to 1 Peter. Look at what he does. Go to 1 Peter 5.8. Big bad wolf. We know him as the enemy. You can call him a devil. Here's what he does. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. What was the big bad wolf doing? He wanted to devour them. All over this city, all over this community, the big bad wolf, the enemy, the devil, is looking for homes, houses, families, marriages he can devour. 
And if you think he's not on your street, you are smoking some bad stuff. I'm telling you, he's on your street. He's on your street. You say, well, I've been up and down my street. I run on my street. My kids play on my street. I've never seen him. You're not looking with your eyes. You're not. The enemy is looking to destroy your house. I promise you. And he is selling artificial, fake, compressed two-by-fours, weak, cheap shingles, sorry decking, terrible, terrible insulation, and a terrible unit, and sorry water, and terrible electrician, and a terrible electrician that puts it in, and he wants to burn your house down. And as the contractor, you're sucking in with that stuff. You're getting bought in that stuff. He is selling false goods. And you better know that you, as a contractor, better be careful how you build your house. There is warning in Scripture. There's words in Scripture over and over and over again. And for us to say, I didn't know he was selling bad stuff. That's not true. You know he's selling bad stuff. The enemy, I promise you, is knocking on your house. He's knocking. And you've got to get the blood of Jesus, and you've got to get it, and you've got to put it on that door frame. And when the Passover, baby, the, land, the, the, the angel of death comes, he just passed right by your house. Why? Because your house is on a rock. It's not on a rock. It's on the rock. And his name is Jesus. And do not be weak on that. Do not be a coward about that. Do not be scared on that. You simply say to your children, to your wife, whomever has to man up and wear the pants, somebody's going to have to stand up and say, this family, this house, these children, our marriage is built on a rock. His name is Jesus. And we're going to use stones and precious jewels. We're going to use gold and silver. And we're going to build on our foundation to call the rock. You say, well, what is all these stones? I'm going to tell you what these stones are. These stones are like what you're doing right now. Worship in the presence of the king. Getting in the word. Okay? Go in the men's groups. Go in the life's groups. Go in the women's retreat. Go in the men's retreat. Sharing the gospel with a co-worker. Seeing someone come to Christ. Seeing someone need prayer. Rally up, lay hands, pray over them. That stuff, those are stones, man. When you get to heaven, Jesus doesn't give a hoot about your letter jacket. But he's sure going to ask how many teammates you share Jesus with. He might even ask you how many coaches you share Jesus with. And he may ask you about your ninth grade teacher for English. I was in her class, but did I make sure she was going to heaven? Or was I just concerned about passing the class? Folks, we've talked about the mission field. You're nowhere by accident. Nowhere. Nowhere by accident. We sit here in the comforts of a beautiful worship center on Labor Day weekend. We labor to get to the weekend. We will labor after the weekend. The question becomes, what are you laboring for? What are you laboring for? Why do you go to work? What do you want? What's your motivation for being there? Stuff? There's nothing wrong with stuff. Can I just tell you, 
If you can afford a 5,000-square-foot home and nine cars and seven boats, that, I'm, I'm good with that. Just don't forget me, all right? <laughs> Just go. If you want a home here, a home in Bahamas and a home in the mountains, that's awesome. Don't forget me. But here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with you having all that. The, the problem with it is when it has you. It's when you are being driven by the stuff and you're not driving the stuff. Let me tell you, if you ever see a dog that's tail is dragging the dog and the, the, the tail's leading the dog, shoot the dog. Put him down. For the love of Jesus, kill the thing. Because that's an ugly, funky-looking dog whose tail's in front and head's in back and the tail's leading it. All right? If we'll put a dog down that looks like that, why do you want to be like that? Do not let the tail wag the dog. And I'm going to tell you something real quick. You go through life like a vapor. I mean, it's fast, and you're doing your thing, holding it together, doing the kid's schedule, trying to see each other, pass like two ships in the night, same ocean. You wave each other, hey, honey, hey, honey, how you doing, how you doing? Good night. I mean, that's it. All of a sudden, you look up, man, they're shaving. You look up, they graduate from college. You looked up, it's retirement. You're like, we should have saved. But, I mean, it happens that fast. And if you, sorry, he just called me out. No, I didn't call you out. I'm just saying it's fast. And if you do not purposely, intentionally set and, I mean, resolve. Resolve is bef know before you go. You've got to know every single day that on this rock, on the rock, this is what you're building. You cannot let stuff into that home or agree to put stuff in that home that's going to tear that home down. It can't get through your hands, mom and dad. It can't. Don't close your eyes. It's not a fad. It's not a time in their life. They'll get, no. I tell you what a fad is, tool shed. Take them out there, show them it, and bring them back in the house. It'll stop all fads. It will. He's talking about spanking. I am. It's in the Bible, all right? But here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. You've got to own, you've got to own it. You're, you're the builder of your house. You are. He says, what, remember what I told you underlined at the very beginning? Be careful how you build. Be careful. Don't be reckless. Don't be lazy. Don't be complacent. Don't get caught sleeping. I'm always amazed at parents that come to me and say, I, I, I just did not know that was going on in my kid's life. Mm. I mean... I know this is a quick age and it's fast, but you got to, mm. even at a good poker table and the best of all players, their face, ear, wiggle, a hair in their nose or something going to give something away, right? Be intentional. Don't let it in the house. Don't accept it as part of the structure of your house. If it doesn't get clearance through Jesus, don't bring it in the house. You're building that house. Don't take artificial compressed two-by-fours. They won't hold up. Don't go cheap because it says it will be tested. Fire will test it. Many of you can stand and give testimonies. Your marriage is going to get tested. Your kids are going to get tested. Your home's going to get tested. The foundation is going to get tested. The enemy's going to shake it. He's going to huff and puff and buy your chinny-chin or not. He's going he's to puff and blow because he loves to laugh at you. 
and he gets a big kick out of blowing over Christian homes. I mean, he loves that stuff. Loves it. You're not immune to it. What are you laboring for? What are you laboring for? I mentioned earlier the weather forecast. It storms. Now, we love sunny and 72, but it can't be sunny and 72 every day. And how do you know what kind of house you got if it's sunny and 72 every day? You're not. If it's sunny and 72 and Melissa and I marriage every day, we're not going to find out anything about ourselves. We're not going to know if we've done a job. We won't know if 21 years of building on the rock's going to hold. But when you get stuff trickles through your life that tests that stuff, it's good to know, man. I like it. I don't like it in it. I like it when I pass it. I like it when I pass it. I like when I look back and go, mm, mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the king, and I learned a lot about me. I learned a lot. That's when you know. Big question is, are you building your life on a rock? Are you building your life on the rock? That's really about the only question in the house today. It's Labor Day weekend. We labor for something. What are you laboring for? A rock? Mm, the rock. Let me tell you about a rock. Matthew's gospel says, when the wind blew and the storms came, it fell with a what? A great crash. A great crash. Don't build on a rock. Build on the rock. Last thing's this. Matthew 6.33, go back there again. I know I'm wearing that out. I'm wearing the, the Matthew gospel out. But look at 633, and we're going to end with this. 633. Here's Labor Day. Here's Tuesday after Labor Day. Go back to work like this. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. All these things will be given to you as well. Seek you first His kingdom. It's the only scripture in the Bible, probably not the only, but it's one of the scriptures in the Bible that you really don't have to answer with your mouth because your feet will answer it for you. Can I just say that again? It's probably one of the scriptures, it is one of the scriptures in the Bible that you never have to answer with your mouth because your feet will answer it for you. Our feet will always give evidence to what we seek. The unfortunate thing is, some of the things that we think we need, once we catch them, we wish we'd have never ran after them. Never. Be careful what you're building. If you don't know what you're building, it probably won't look like what you wished it had. When you start to build a house, you get a set of plans, a blueprint. Each sub comes in and does their deal at their specific time. When it is over, you as the homeowners... Or the contractor would love to look and say, hmm, that's exactly what I wanted it to look like. That's why we paid that money for it. Okay? 
Life is like that. You got a dollar, you can spend it, but you can spend it however you wish, but be careful. You can only spend it once. You got a blueprint for your life and your family and your marriage. You have to be intentional about the things you do. Don't, don't spend all this stuff with hay and wood and all this other stuff. Build it with stone. Build it on the rock. When it does, it will last forever. And when that house is built on that, those who go down that street, enemy included, will say, what a beautiful, beautiful home. And when they see your life outside the walls of the church, they will see what a beautiful, beautiful life. You don't get there by accident. You have to be intentional with it. You have to understand what you're using. Use the right stuff to build on the right foundation, and you won't have to die like this fly, okay? <laughs> it, it will last for eternity. Because, my friends, here's the unfortunate thing. We have no idea what life will bring us. We had a sweet family that joined us last week. Joined the church last week. And on Friday night, their daughter leaves work at midnight, going home on a regular routine deal and wrecks. Falls asleep and wrecks. And by a miracle of God, after three rows across the loop and ended on the other side, walked out or crawled out of that car. And when we saw her yesterday in the hospital, smiling and sitting up, hurting but sitting up, you don't know. You don't know, man. All your regular routine stuff, you just don't know. She could have been gone. And she said it herself before he prayed. I really shouldn't be here. We held her hand. I said, I'm thankful that we get to hold your hand. What are you building? If, you're, if your marriage is out of control, stop it. You're the only two that can stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. If your family's out of control, stop it. If the home's not what you wanted it to be, stop. Stop doing the same stuff. You're just getting further away. You got to stop. Stop. And get back to what the Bible and Jesus says you've got to deal with. And you'll stand the test of time, my friend. As we enter a time of invitation, I know it's a holiday weekend. We're going to get out of here. But we're not going to leave until God's done with us. We're not, we're not gone. I know he's spoken. He, he was speaking before I ever spoke. And there's nothing I have to say that's worth anything. But I know he has said a word. Church. That 1 Corinthians passage is written to the church. But we are the church. It, I mean, we are the little bitty church. It's a warning to the little bitty church. Be careful what you're building today. Be careful what you're building. This invitation time, this altar is open. This altar is open. There are people here that will pray for you. I'll be down front to receive you. I'll be down front to pray over you. But don't leave here and go, Honey, we're going to go back and keep building like we're building if it's a mess don't and if we need to change our course of building change it it's a new school year man just declaration resolve right now mm -mm. this train's gonna drive different this time mm -mm. it's gonna drive different first is first 
first is first, okay? You, church, do what the Lord is leading you to do. Be a wise man. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your warnings in Scripture. Thank you for your instructions in Scripture. God, I pray that no one at the sound of my voice sees warning and instruction as you being a mean, mean God. You're not a mean God. Your instructions, Father, come out of love for your kids. They come out of love for your kids. Don't do this. Stop doing this. This is a warning. Don't build your house here. Don't use these materials. Don't let this in your house. Father, your, your warnings come with love. May we receive them with love today. And God, I pray that you will help us as a church to build on a strong foundation that we use stones to build our house. Stones. So, Father, today, there's someone at the sound of my voice needs to come to the cross and give their life to Jesus. I pray you send them this way today. There's a family that says, we love our home, but we need a home church. You send them here today, Father. Father, there's families that need to be at the altar for their marriage or for their home or for their kids or whatever. God, I pray you send them there. Send them there. Don't let pride stand in the way. Don't let them go, oh, I don't want people to see what I, uh, they, they think there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with all of us. But God, help us to come cry out to you. God, move us today. During this invitation time, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand.